Hello and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. I am your host, James Burney, a fintech and financial services partner at Gunnerclock. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Patrick Boss, who's an operating partner at Gunnerclock, and Hayley Lamb, a client executive at Gunnerclock. Hi, Patrick and Hayley, great to have you on. Thanks very much indeed, James. Nice to be here. Thank you. So I think we're worth just starting off by explaining what ESG is and how and what people mean by ESG for the, for those who haven't heard of it. Can you give us some sort of background explaining to what it, what it is about? Yeah, uh, ab- uh, absolutely. That's fine. So ESG um, stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. And what it is is it's a um, I guess a, a, a collaboration of a number of different topics that have been floating around the corporate world for a while, but an attempt to bring them all into one um, set of frameworks. So um, what many of you and your listeners and your your your, your um, crypto um, both investors and um, um, and managers will be thinking about is what's on the mind of their investors, um, what's on the mind uh, of the wider both financial services and wider market, and those are three things that have started to come to prominence. So taking them in in order, under environmental. Um, you may be looking at natural usage, natural resource use, carbon emissions, energy usage, which is obviously big in crypto, pollution and waste. Um, and it means different things in different industries, but that's really the impact you have on the environment. Social is the impact on your workforce uh, and employees, but also the communities that exist across uh, both your customer base and and the bases that you touch, but also more broadly communities across the world. So that you might look at your workforce, uh, human rights, um, for example, modern day slavery and ensuring that your supply chain has got um, uh, uh, procedures and policies in place to, to manage their impact. Uh, it includes um, employee engagement. So where you've got uh, employees, how do they feel engaged? What's their, what are their working conditions like? As well as diversity and inclusion. So how you're thinking about representation uh, in your workforce and whether you've just got people who look, act and sound similar. And um, that also extends for some organisations to thinking about their supply chain and their customers and what impact they all have. Uh, on the wider world. And then the final point is G, which is governance. So uh, traditionally governance is where you may have a board and you may have non-executives, you may have oversight of what's happening in your organisation. Governance in this case is you will have some um, ideas and plans and strategies for both your environmental impact and your societal impact, but how are you holding your feet to the fire? to actually ensure that those get done and they're measured and monitored in an effective way. I think one of the core questions is, we bond about it, why should people care about this? I mean, if you're running a business and you've got all these different competing priorities, why should you be looking at ESG as, as part of your business um, as something to worry about? Well, I think it's twofold and, and Hayley, you're very welcome to, 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 to jump in. I know you've got got lots of views on this as well as me but um, there's a number of different perspectives that come into play here Uh, for some organizations they care because their employees care 
So you'll see it a lot in the news because employees of organisations are passionate about some of these things. Um, equally, customers in many cases are, are passionate, whether that's clients who are buying your product or, uh, or, or, or uh, partners that you work with. They will also have um, both as individuals uh, and as corporate identities and because the fact they've got their own constituents, um, including employees, they will be keen uh, to be showing that they're having an impact in these areas, or at least have thought about some of these areas. Uh, another major area, of course, is investors. And whether that's investors who are investing in more traditional equities and assets or investors in uh, more alternatives, uh, including, I guess, crypto, um, they may also come with their own view about the impact they want to have on the environment and society and may come with questions on, well, I've got, an, I've got, uh, I've got options as to where I invest my money. Um, one thing that they may want to consider is the environmental or societal impact that those investments have. So some of you may have heard of impact investing. Uh, that's looking at specific projects and ascertaining what the environmental particularly impact of those are. But what ESG does is it kind of pulls it together into a broader, a broader set of activities. So you could ask an organisation, well, tell me about your environmental, your social uh, policies and programmes and explain to me both how you've decided to focus on the areas you focused, what you think your impact is now and what you'd like your impact to be, and then report back on what that impact is and what that looks like. So in terms of crypto, um, why it started to become interesting is both there's passion from within the crypto founders and crypto community to have uh, an improved environmental, environmental societal impact. That's quite important for lots of people, but also it tells a really good story to your investors. Uh, if you're able to uh, provide a value add as to why they might also want to invest uh, in you as well. Um, I think in terms of crypto as well, there's a lot of news on how a lot of people use the use cryptocurrency for money laundering. And I think more and more cryptocurrency are starting to look at the regulations, current regulations or framework in terms of how their how the cryptocurrency works. So I think because of how people take advantage of cryptocurrency, it's also important for a crypto, like a business to um, kind of voice their concerns over the governance and social mm. aspect as well. Yeah, and I guess I guess I guess um, corporate reporting is is important in that respect, is to have a clear view as to well, here here are the potential issues we've identified, and this is what we're doing to mitigate them. And, and I agree, ESG and governance yeah. plays plays quite a strong role in that. Um, James, the the other aspects that um, are interesting playing into that is um, the regulatory focus. So, um, looking at some of the, a lot of this is driven by um, non-governmental organisations. So there are lots of um, environmental frameworks or ESG criterias that exist. Um, so, uh, uh, the history of this is it's kind of come from both um, the UN and the Sustainable Development Goals, which some of your listeners may be aware of. There are 17 of them um, that were set, I think, in, in 2015, but also the focus across the corporate world on diversity and inclusion. And in the last few years, there's been a much bigger societal uh, push uh, and awareness of uh, the impact of both adversity uh, and uh, lack of representation and lack of opportunity. 
uh, in the US and, and across other territories. But um, what we're starting to see now is a, an increase in focus from some of the financial services regulators. So if you look at what the Financial Conduct Authority in the UK is doing, what the SEC is doing, the Securities and Exchange Commission in the States, what the uh, Securities and Futures Commission in Hong Kong is doing, is they're all starting to talk about not just um, uh, ESG and diversity and inclusion in terms of thinking through and reporting on your plans, but also starting to think about whether you need to define specific metrics around some of them. So that that's something we're expecting to continue increase to, to continue to increase, uh, and that will be a focus, obviously, for financial services investors, which will often lead what the rest of the market is doing. I think that brings us to kind of an interesting broader question, which is. It's all very well saying something is going to be more environmentally responsible, but practically, what is it that firms kind of should or ought to be doing before they can talk about the ESG credentials? Are there certain things that they need to have in place or are there certain things they should do before they can start sort of hitting the notes of being an ESG aware type firm? Yeah, the, the, I mean, typically, I guess the focus on ESG comes from a couple of places either you realize out of the blue that you have an issue and someone says to you whether that's an employee or investor or you spot and go oh my goodness I've looked at this particular angle and I think we're having a an adversely negative impact in this space um, or um, you've taken an approach to look at your business and say look we want to be doing good in the world for want of a better phrase how do we outline where we might um, where we might start thinking about this and that's typically the two angles in which we get involved. Either an organisation has a challenge and a problem, we come in and help them work through it, or they're saying, look, we don't think we've got a problem yet, but we're aware of this. Can you come in and help us um, set set the scene and, and, and set a, a good place to start from? So often we'll, we'll spend a couple of hours with firms and we'll run a, a kind of workshop with their management team or, or the founders to actually look across their business, um, take a very light touch kind of framework approach and actually talk through, well, how are you aware of what impact you're having in these areas? Do you measure it uh, and then work through with them um, where they think they're having an impact and what the initial steps they might take um, would be to start putting in place a plan uh, as to how they then manage against that? Because you're not going to be able to do everything all at once. Clearly, you're not going to be able to go in and audit every single thing as if you were a massive corporation. That's that's very unlikely to happen. Um, but actually, if you can start with the small things that you can make an impact with, that's a really good place to build from. That's very interesting. I think just a lot of questions really kind of, I mean, these things are, tend to be a bit of a moving feast. What do you see as the, being the future of ES? Do you think it's something that's like become more important and, and grow in terms of um, what is required and any importance for businesses? Or do you think it's kind of pretty much settled as, a, as an area? I think in terms of what's settled, Definitely the environmental side has a lot of improvement, especially when you, you can see a lot of politi political side, you can see the Paris Agreement and also the um, UN Sustainable Development Goals. But at the same time, there's definitely a start, a starting point where people are starting to um, value the S and G factors, where they start to incorporate these uh, the, the S and G factors in their uh, corporate reporting. And so at the same time, COVID-19 has definitely intensified discussion about the sustainability, but also also with the importance of inclusion and diversity. So I think in terms of in the future, the 
as the regulations and the reporting become stricter, the um, ESG itself will become a compulsory aspect in all corporate reporting and um, through the annual reports or maybe annual meetings. Exactly. And um, a couple of things to add on to that. Um, it's it's an evolving space. It's a growing space. So when you start to look at what's included under each of the three pillars, the the environment, the societal and the governance, it's, it's continually growing. Um, but in terms of some of the key aspects that I think will, will come into play more, um, I agree that corporate reporting will be key. So actually, how do you tell your story and how do you tell it truthfully, which leads on to a conversation about greenwashing. And what, again, some of the regulators have started to say is, um, okay, we've asked you to think about some of these ESG factors. The fact you're saying it doesn't mean you can just get away with saying it. So the FCA, for example, have started to, to crack down on organisations that say they're doing environmentally friendly or, or societally friendly activities. But if they're not actually doing that, or indeed if you're trying to sell products that are badged as having an ESG angle but actually don't I think we're going to see more regulatory action and probably more reaction from investors to dig a little bit deeper underneath which is why governance uh, in my view will become more of a focus so we're going to move away from just saying we're doing environmental stuff to actually saying well, okay how are you managing it how are you monitoring it and how can we record it even if you're just doing one or two things how are you tracking that and is your board uh, is your board uh, on board, that's not a tautology, to actually uh, set some targets and monitor against those because otherwise it could just be you're saying something and there's nothing there's, there's nothing behind it. That's been absolutely fascinating. I'm afraid it's all we've got time for today. If anyone listening wants to reach out, Patrick's email is patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K, dot boss, B-O-S-S, at gonnacook.com. And Hailey's email is Hailey, H-E-I-L-Y dot lamb, L-A-M, at gunnacook.com. Patrick and Hailey, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. Thanks, James. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Gunnacook has a market-leading blockchain, crypto assets and DeFi team, providing legal advice across the whole of the blockchain ecosystem. Our members have been heavily involved in helping shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets from the start, meaning that we have an intuitive understanding of our clients' needs and can provide focused, pragmatic advice at predictable cost. For more information, please visit our website. Thank you again.